1: You're listening
0: to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. We are very excited today to bring you our chat with Fleur from Sarah and Fleur. Sarah would have loved to be there as well. She does send her best wishes. Fleur explains that, but... Fleur tells us so much great stuff about their time on the show.
2: We absolutely loved these guys. So I was super excited to finally get to chat to at least one of them if we couldn't get both. And she just gave us so much cool insight and talked to us about all their different fields. It was so much fun. Take a listen. A very, very big welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us
1: today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And apologies from Sarah. She would have loved to be here, but she had some surgery on her wisdom tooth today and can't speak. So she does send her love to everyone. That is a
2: completely reasonable (laughs) excuse. (laughs) The poor thing. We hope she's okay with some teeth. Anything to do with wisdom teeth is bad, but like extra surgery is... Uh, I'm like shivering at the thought of it I hope she's okay yeah let's just start with a nice big open-ended question now that the season's done and you've had time to process everything and watch the show back how was your experience
1: it was an amazing experience definitely like a once in a lifetime hugely daunting at times hugely challenging But but incredible. Like I wouldn't swap it for the world. It was really, really special to be part of.
2: And you and Sarah both have little kids who obviously love Lego. We got to see a little bit of that uh, on the show. What was it like watching it back with your families, especially with your kids?
1: Uh, It was pretty funny for me with Heston because he's four. So he didn't really... 100% hundred percent get it. He would just scream at the television, There's mommy. <laughs> Mummy's a Lego master. Mummy's on T V <laughs> and, and then I'd put him to bed because I'm like, that's great, but I need to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, he was pretty excited. I actually have been to his kindergarten and done a Lego workshop with the kids and now oh, I'm a little wow. bit famous and Famous to four-year-olds, so pretty cool. And I know Sarah's kids loved, especially her son Max, loved watching it with her.
2: I think we saw a little bit of it, kind of in your backstories. But um, I'd love for you to tell us, and and if if you know Sarah's, that would be great. But if not, just yours. Like, what was your inspiration for going on the show?
1: Well, for me, obviously, I was inspired to go on the show by having a son who I do Lego with all the time. But I actually watched Lego Masters Season 1 and thought, oh, wow, people make their own creations out of Lego. I want to try that, which sounds (laughs) ridiculous. And um, I started to do mocks, my own creations, every week after watching Lego Masters Season 1. And then Annie, who was on Season 2, contacted me because we know each other through Mugs, which is a Melbourne user group. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, oh, can I put you forward to Lego masters? And I said, "Um, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm like, well, I'm just not even slightly, even close to being experienced enough. And a few months went by and she contacted me again and said, look, I I think they're still looking for women. Could I put you forward? And I was like, oh, well, you know, might as well, but (laughs) nothing would come of it. And then, um, Two weeks before they started filming, I believe someone pulled out and I was cast very late oh. and paired up with Sarah, who was originally paired with someone else. And um, so we met the night before filming started. Wow. Yeah. So it was very sort of, I've got a very short background. really, in it, but it was just being inspired by watching the show and yeah. thinking, that's so cool. It's a great creative outlet. And I wanted to find a way of reconnecting with my creative self. Mm. So, yeah, it was fantastic.
0: And then so to go from that situation, a last-minute teammate change, and as you said, maybe some hesitance to be on the show, first challenge and you guys win the show, well, win the challenge. <laughs> How did that feel?
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was so reassuring. I think I went in and thought, oh, we'll probably get eliminated first. I've got no idea what I'm doing. I haven't had any practice. <laughs> but we had um, we sort of brainstormed a few ideas of what things we might like to build. And I had this vision of building a geisha head. Not that I'd ever done one before, but I just liked the concept. And so when we got this really open-ended challenge we sort of thought, wow, we could do this. This is perfect. Mm. And it really was a dream result. It was, I mean, it was such stiff competition. It was, anyone could have won that one, but we Mm. were so lucky. And it it just made you feel so much more comfortable that, okay, maybe we've got a chance to stay here for a little while. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah.
2: That first build was amazing. I think looking back, it was definitely one of my favorites. We have said on this podcast before that we feel like you guys were probably the most improved and kind of grew the most over the season. Did you feel the same from your perspective?
1: Look, w- when you start with not a lot of knowledge, you have certainly going to have to learn quickly. <laughs> so, um, and when you're in a room with people who are particularly so technically good, there was a lot of pressure to step up to their level. Mm. So we worked hard at that and practiced at night. Um yeah we definitely improved a lot and also getting to know each other and each other's build styles when you've never built with someone before it's it's challenging it's hard enough to be creative on your own living alone with someone that you don't know Mm. so um yeah, we definitely came a long way, I think. It wasn't a um, smooth journey. It was a roller coaster <laughs> for sure. But we did feel really proud of where we got to. And we never expected to be in the final or anything, but we were so happy to get to finals. We, we felt that was such an achievement. So Yeah, mm, Definitely.
0: So then as you were building together and learning about each other's strengths and weaknesses, was there a particular build where you felt like oh, yes, we're clicking as a team. Was that the first build, the Geisha build, or was it somewhere further in the season where you felt like, hey, we got a shot at this?
1: Look, I think we clicked as a team definitely on the Geisha build because it was very open-ended. Sarah and Mm. I are both really creative thinkers, and from an artistic perspective, we found it easy to get on the same page all the time with ideas that were maybe a little bit outside the box. But there were some builds that we struggled with technically as, getting each other's skill levels to meet Mm. sometimes it was hard I honestly don't think that we felt we felt really good about the dream home build that was Mm. about the point it was funny for us you know like the first build was such a high and then I feel like we spent a long time trying to come back to that level but once we didn't have the platinum brick I think we worked better because I think psychologically we kind of felt safe for a while. And then when you take that away, you have to work harder. Uh,
0: Yeah, no safety net. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think once we got to the dream home, we felt really confident. But then followed that up with the Marvel build, which I hated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back to that later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, for us, like, the build that we really connected to the most creatively was Color My World for sure. Mm. Like, that's the one build that we talk about now that we, like, we just felt like we were in the zone and it was it was a really happy place to be.
0: One thing we have talked about quite a bit on the podcast is uh, the idea of a Sarah and Fleur level idea. Like we, we held up your ideas as being the most creative, the most out of the box ideas on the show. And we also felt that you guys had the strongest builds when you could, when you weren't locked down, when you had a freedom of choice of idea. Was that a strength that you felt you guys had where you just loved thinking of the most wacky idea possible and then getting to execute it?
1: A hundred percent. Like being able to come up with an artistic idea that's going to be different. Like, you know, This is no um, detriment to some of what the guys did because it was amazing, but things like UFOs, which in the first episode was incredible but they are done quite a lot UFOs is this theme space castles that sort of thing that you see all the time so we really wanted to come from a different angle and I think that was a strength for us I think that builds for us that were stronger stronger where we really, really connected to the idea so like Mars musical because my background is in musical theater and it was quirky we both felt we were really comfortable in that? And we had fun. If we were having fun and laughing and not so serious through it, we tended to have <laughs> a better build.
2: You mentioned before the dream home build. I think that was definitely a favorite for both of us. The Beverly Hills mansion with the tax department raid, like it was just so brilliant.
0: The tax was maybe one of the funniest moments all season. <laughs> so good.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Where did you guys get the inspiration for that build?
1: Well, it was funny. We were talking about Immediately when they said dream home, I was really excited because I like building architecture. But Sarah initially said, well, maybe we should do a, um, a pink sort of mansion on a cliff. And I thought that was really cool. But we kept on getting the feedback from Brickman to build to ourselves mm. put ourselves in the build so I said you know Sarah you are a phenomenal artist and I come from a musical theatre background let's do a mansion that encompasses the two mm. and then we were really lucky with the twist because it actually improved the story because obviously being artists and musicians we don't pay tax <laughs> so we were like oh what could be the twist here well let's just send in the IRS um so that was really really fun it was yeah we had and it was again it was a build where we were just laughing a lot like when we were building in the dream home we had the men doing all of the stuff for us and mm. I didn't, they didn't show a huge amount of that but we were like this man's serving us pie and this man's doing our gardening <laughs> Sarah was talking all about her bush the whole time it was so funny oh my god <laughs> I mean, some of it even made it to air. We can believe it when they were like, hashtag Queen of Bush, and I'm like, oh my (laughs) god, it was it was crazy. But we even had the cameraman like come up behind us and say like, I'll serve you pie. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So, yeah, it was it was a super fun build from start mm. to finish that one. I
0: loved it. It did feel like this season more than any other, we had a lot of that style of humour sneaking into the show. Mm. Like the example yeah. I come back to all the time is the the fox pun that Jeff and Atlanta snuck in. I, I yeah. think that's new for season three. It's like a 1% edgy. I like it.
1: Slightly riskier. <laughs> and um, obviously the arcade build for Scotty and I. Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: we, we've uh, implied that on the podcast. We've, we I haven't know. yet said what it is. And we, we might just uh, tiptoe around that one. But, yeah, it's but very even, funny. even
1: the name of it, even the name of their build, if you have a think about that. I mean, there were lots of jokes. Yeah. I don't yeah. even
0: remember what it was called. Oh, no. Drum
1: King.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Strum King.
0: That's very funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a heap of that. I mean, and Hamish, there were so many jokes that didn't make it to screen that were very adult, <laughs> mm. that were really funny. <laughs> So yeah, it was good.
0: Do you find yourself falling to humour like that because it is such a like a fun environment, but a very high stress environment? So all sorts of humour just to help you sort of ease that tension?
1: Oh my gosh, 100%. Sarah and I deal with stress with humour. 100%. I noticed that <laughs> so, yeah we're like oh my god I'm so stressed I might cry but I'll just make a joke and it's just how we we faced it and it was it was good because we had that in common it was something mm-hmm. that immediately from the minute we met I mean, so many people have said to me oh you must have been friends for years and we weren't we we literally had just met but because we both mm-hmm. tackled stress with humor it helped us to get through the The days, which some of them were really
2: hard. (laughs) A day in particular that I imagine was very hard was your kale scale build. The beautiful, (laughs) uh, it was so good. The mini fig crossing before it came down at the last minute. What was it like in the room when that happened? How did everyone react?
1: Oh my goodness. Everyone was so kind and so amazing. Mm -hmm. Like they really felt for us but it was the worst. It, it fell down twice and one was 15 minutes before the end and so I had to build the whole sign that had taken like two hours. I had to build it in 15 minutes and Hamish and Brickman was standing with us the whole 15 minutes going, you can do it. Don't give up. Even though we knew that we had the brick, we didn't even think about that. We Mm. were just like, no, no, we want to finish the build. It was such a cool concept. Sarah came up with that idea and I loved it. It was such a cool concept, but oh my goodness, for (sighs) it to come crashing down, it was devastating. And we were so tired because that field we did in eight hours straight. Oh, gosh. We were absolutely exhausted. You're just at your limit and you're going so fast. I'd split my knee open halfway through that field. Oh, like, my gosh. Oh, yeah. No disaster. It was a bad
2: day. <laughs> it was bad.
1: I knelt down onto the base plate, which we'd bricked up really hard. And I split my knee open and <sighs> I had the nurse, like, putting iodine in. So we we're just going hard the whole time for oh, eight hours. Putting your life on the line. And then the bill comes crashing down twice, oh, and gosh. honestly, and then I look around the room. And because we'd been going so crazy fast, I had no concept of what other people were building. Mm. And I look across the room, and there's like these amazing bills, yeah, and ours is on the floor. And then, as if that's not bad enough, they're like, Now let's do judging. And you're like, Surely you're not going to make us judge a build that's on the floor and they're like oh can you just stand by your build and we're like um (laughs) which part (laughs) do you want us to stand by that part that's two meters over there or the part that's over there like it was just so embarrassing Mm. it was mortifying I felt so embarrassed (laughs) and also like just all the emotion of it It was like you know we've got this break, and obviously we're going to play it but I felt so bad about Mm. that because I felt like a fraud you know like we're here on Lego Masters we don't even have a build and we're gonna send one of our friends home it it felt like rubbish Mm. but yeah it wasn't a good day at the office for us (laughs) (laughs) sounds like an awful day (laughs)
2: it was terrible I noticed in that episode in particular that Brickman was really good at kind of giving feedback but obviously in a really nice way and kind of just touching on things that you had done well before it all came crashing down How was that, like, working with Brickman in that sense and and getting feedback when it didn't really work?
1: He's so encouraging. He's so amazing. He's Mm. just... He was such a mentor to us. I think that's what people sort of don't realise is he's so much more than just a judge. He really wants you to get the best out of your build all the time. Yeah. And he has so much invested in us and I think he was heartbroken for us as well because the whole way along he'd been like, you're doing the right technique, it's all coming together really well. He loved the idea. So, yeah, it was really really nice that he was so – kind and didn't just say well that's rubbish and it's on the floor like he didn't kick us while we were literally down yeah Um, yeah, he was really good and I mean like you don't see all of the feedback in the um in the edit obviously and we did have some really um constructive criticism Mm. at times over this season Um, and generally it doesn't get shown because I think you know they look at the market of the show and it's kids and you don't want the kids to watch it and think oh that person's getting torn apart I mustn't be good enough yeah so they do tend to show the kinder elements of it. But um yeah, that one was very true to what was said mm. on the day. He was he was just great. He was he was great. He knew I was just crying while I was out. Yeah. I think he just looked at me and thought, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dig her anything. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, don't stick the knife in
2: while she's crying. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Another build where we saw a bit of back and forth on the feedback from Brickman was the hero's quest where you guys had the frozen land and you did the Ice Witch. And obviously there was a bit of discussion about how the witch should look. <laughs> I know we had some some thoughts on that. Yes. How do you think it turned out in the end? Were you guys happy with it?
1: Oh look it's so interesting. It was really interesting listening to your podcast after that one. Because the You said that you thought that the witch, the concept for it that we had was more like a kind of snow queen, like Frozen. Mm. And that was what we had in mind. Oh, okay. Um, We were on the money. (laughs) You were on the money. So we never thought about having a witch's hat. We would have had a crown. Um, Yeah, Yeah, okay. But then, you know, we were sort of thinking Narnia. That sort of yeah. like Snow Witch so from Narnia. Clean, yeah. yeah. But then he came around and he's talked about stereotypes and how it was important to give a witch a witch look. So it kind of changed the whole build for us. And we had never sort of designed that head to have a hat on mm. it. So that was challenging. And especially at the scale, like Sarah made such an amazing face. But it was massive, and I was just <laughs> I had all these grand plans for their landscape, and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm just only going to be able to get this dressed up <laughs> because this is a monster of a build. Mm. It is absolutely huge. I was gutted too because I really wanted Egypt desperately, yeah. Um, and Gus got it, and of course they did an amazing job. And I was <laughs> like, dude cut me some slack. You win all the time. Give me Egypt. (laughs) So we, we went super excited about the old frozen lands, to be
0: honest. What would you have built if you had Egypt?
1: I uh, would have built the Sphinx mm, and had cool. pyramids that had cutaways with scenes inside them. Oh, like nice. with them. Um, awesome. I'd done, like, in my private building life, I've done, like, little sarcophagus that open up and things like that, with skeletons in them. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And I used to live in the desert. I lived in Abu Dhabi oh, for my gosh. five years. Oh, wow. So I was like, yeah. We're ready. Do, do, do. Yeah. And then we got the frozen land. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Fleur,
0: a question that we had that we haven't asked any other contestants and you might be able to shed some light on is jumping back to the Stop the Train episode for a moment. Yeah. Did the train stop in front of every build when they filmed it? Mm. Because we only saw the train stopping sometimes and we were a little confused as to the whole system of sometimes the train stops. What actually happened when you were filming?
1: It absolutely stopped in front of every build and it was oh, okay, controlled okay. by... Brickman had a remote control, so... <laughs> okay, that's what we thought. They would film it and they would say, oh, the train stopped. are <laughs> like, yeah, of course it did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, gotcha, Yeah, gotcha. It, it wasn't at random. It absolutely stopped in front of every build, but they just didn't show that in the edit. They yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Now,
2: thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I
1: think it was Amy had quite
2: a big reaction and was like, oh my god, it stopped. And then... In a few builds' time, we saw Brickman be like, oh, we're just going to back up the train and look at this part. And I was like, hang on.
1: I think yeah. he's holding a remote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was funny, Amy's reaction, because, like, of course it stopped. He pushed stop. But, yeah.
0: yeah. It must have been such a, a wild feeling. So, you, you know, you had this platinum brick, you played it, and... I I understand why you might have felt guilty. I don't think you should have because you were just, you know, playing the game. But then to find out, wait a second, these teams might get to come back. You saw all these people that you thought you'd never see again. Even though you guys weren't building, that whole comeback episode, was that just still a roller coaster of emotions for all you guys off screen?
1: Absolutely. Like we were so happy to see everyone. It was really exciting. We felt like really happy, especially for Ryan and Gabby, because we felt, you know, they didn't deserve to go home and then (laughs) there they were again. (laughs) But then there was this other part of you that was like, oh, wow, we're now back to the top six. So, you know, that's that's a whole different game. But look, we kind of... We all guessed it was going to happen. Mm. We didn't guess that every team would come back. but we guessed there would be some sort of comeback because we knew at the beginning they'd said there was going to be 14 builds and we were only halfway through. So we're like, something's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, something's going on here. Yeah, we were saying to Ryan and Gabby when they got eliminated, oh, we'll see you tomorrow. And they're like, they totally played us. They were like, <laughs> packed their suitcases, they left, they looked really sad and we are like, oh, okay, maybe this is wrong. And then, yeah, yeah we saw them the next day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's jump to the marvel build which fleur sounds like was your favorite of the season <laughs> it was not how was that challenge when you were not necessarily the biggest fan in the room
1: oh my goodness when that separate brick pit door comes back I actually didn't even know it was Marvel. (laughs) That's how much I know about it. (laughs) Everyone's like, Avengers, assemble. And I'm like, okay. Like, Like, um, why are you reading this? (laughs) And then Hamish is going through like all of the different characters that we could minifigs that we can pull and i'm like just drawing a blank every time Mm. so i have no idea what you're talking about i'd never seen avengers tower i wanted that one because it was new york and i was like oh it's the theater Mm. district so you know (laughs) i
2: (laughs) I know new york yeah
1: yeah I remember he actually said it didn't make it to camera, but he was like, "Um, it's not Iron Man of Lamarche Flora," and I was like, "Oh, damn!" <laughs> but um, it was just so hard mm. you know, because I didn't have any clue. There was a little Avengers Tower in the brick pit, but I didn't really think that was a big enough representation of it. Yeah, to build a building that you don't know, but that other people know so well. And they're going to judge and be like, that doesn't look like Avengers Tower. Mm. (laughs) It was really daunting. Um, I wish we'd done it off start, but I was honestly so unconfident just building it full stop that I didn't want to go the next mile of putting it off start. And, yeah, we had this kind of concept of the skyline behind it. We should have just done one wall, hindsight, hindsight, all that stuff. We could have done (laughs) no walls. But at the time, you just kind of – get wrapped in you just think we'll just do the best that we can and, and thank the lord that this is not an elimination episode
0: <laughs> i think it would have been pretty harsher than to make an elimination bill that was based around like a specific knowledge of something that mm. not everyone has yeah. like, I'm,
1: I'm
2: very glad they did and that would have been a bit
0: unfair
1: yeah you're a big Marvel
2: fan aren't you Zoe um I, I really enjoy the movies I'm definitely not like up there with some of the boys yeah. <laughs> but I like was excited for the episode and I, I knew all the characters in the scenes so yeah I was pumped to watch it but I, I definitely felt your pain because that was like me watching Star Wars last year Parente yeah. loved it I was watching Star Wars like hell yeah baby give me more Star
0: Wars
1: <laughs>
2: I was like I've got no clue what's going on
1: yeah I think with any theme unless it was gonna be like musical theater and they were gonna let me play yeah. <laughs> Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz and the minifig, I just wouldn't know what to do. I'm just not up with the pop culture. I'm a bit old. Um, <laughs> Sarah knew the universe and she'd done lots of paintings of the Hulk and stuff like oh, that. Cool. Oh that's good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it was just it was really challenging. It wasn't it wasn't a fun one. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you yeah. can tell you can tell that. Um, Looking around the room, I actually wish we'd got Doctor Strange because I like doing like minifigure environments, and I think that would have been more suited to the style of building that I do. But they did an awesome job, Mm. all of the others did an awesome job.
2: (laughs) I'd be so down for like a musical theater theme, like give someone a bit of cell block tango from Chicago. Oh, my
1: goodness, how cool would that be? That would be amazing.
2: <laughs> I'd love to jump to the monochrome bringing color to the world build. Um, something that we noticed was that the teams who used less color, being yourselves and Ryan and Gabby, seemed to be judged better than those who used lots of color. Was that something that Brickman mentioned at all during the show, or was it actually just a coincidence?
1: I don't think it was a coincidence. I think that the concept for that build, and it was probably open to interpretation, but the way I interpreted it was it was like Pleasantville. Mm. So in Pleasantville, it's a pop of color. against a lot of black and grey and the colour will stand out more if you have less of it Mm -hmm. so I mean very much it was about having the reason for the colour so you know for us obviously that was what was inside the watering can not the can itself but what was inside it was where the colour was coming from but yeah I think it was just contrast and I mean like all of the bills were gorgeous. Michael and Harry's build was so beautiful, the Mother Nature, I absolutely loved it. But because it was so much colour, I think it kind of just didn't quite hit the mark of what what the challenge was. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it was it was a tough a one. <laughs> it was a tough one. And I think it was a line ball call of all of them that was yeah, it was disappointing for yeah. anyone to go home yeah. on that. But it was a fantastic. But I love doing that challenge.
0: What would you say was your favorite challenge then, out of all the ones you got to participate in? Was there a particular standout?
1: Oh, definitely the color my world build. Mm, yeah, okay, 100%. yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, look, a lot of the time I was stressed out and <laughs> under the pump, and would go into the yeah. brick pit and totally forget where everything was, and just feel like, yeah. you know, I was just rushing the whole time. That build, we had 12 hours and I just decided that I'd get a bit indulgent and go into the brick pit and spend an hour just looking at every single gray element and get inspired by the pieces and looking at the quality of the pieces rather than what they were originally intended for. Mm. And for me, just just to stop, take a breath and actually really connect to like, my creativity as a builder I felt like it was I performed better than I had in any other build because I wasn't just stressing and racing all the time just taking time to finesse it a bit more and Sarah like I just think she did such a good job with such a technical challenge to Mm. hang that watering can up where she did, it was just one that we really clicked. And I think we had a really clear vision for how we wanted to look and and we were really stoked with how it came out. So, yeah, for me, hands down, my Mm. favourite.
0: I just want to really quickly ask about one build, which I feel is maybe underrepresented from you guys, and that's your floating picnic basket.
2: Mm, you love that one.
0: <laughs> well, what, yeah, what I particularly loved about it, Flo, is that it felt like you designed it to be really easily weight adaptable so you could add and remove parts of the food and, and, the, and the bugs for the picnic basket to add and remove weight. Was that intentional or was that just like a nice coincidence? It
1: was 100% intentional. And again, yes, when I listened I to your podcast, <laughs> I was like, heat. Is on the (laughs) nutty. That's exactly what we did. I love that. I thought that was so smart. I said to Sarah, if we do it as a hollow basket, we can add food to it. We can take Mm. it off. We'll just, but you know, we also felt like we were totally screwed over on helium, that one, because our build was really light. And even with nothing in it, that basket plummeted to the ground. It was oh, very really? interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we really enjoyed that build. Um, for me, I was building food, which I love to build. It's one of my biggest passions. And yeah, it was completely strategic. And it was so nice to hear you were the only person who's commented on that. But we really appreciated that that it was acknowledged mm. because there was a strategy around it and you needed to have a strategy for that build. It was mm. pretty challenging.
0: I <laughs> noticed that straight away. I thought it was wonderful and I'm glad Thank that, um, that yeah, I've been able to let you know that I was noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Also, I also wanted to just check in. How do you reflect on the build a car without wheels challenge now in hindsight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yes, that wasn't our finest moment in the <laughs> <make our> Masters. <laughs> um, Look, honestly, again, I come back to musical theater all the time, but when we walked in and we saw the racetrack, I was like, maybe this is going to be Greece. <laughs> um, no, hopeful, it was, it was very hopeful, but no, it was, um, it was just, I knew that we were going to suck. Um, I just we were proud to get it to the end. We stuck a whole lot of pies and stuff on our build so that at least it looked interesting when it went down there. <laughs> but, like, you know, you look at the engineers in the room and you're like, there's no way that we're competing here at all. And um, we just had a... We just had fun with it. We are just laughing. I actually had a completely different concept to it, which didn't make it to air, which probably is a good thing because it would be really embarrassing. But (laughs) when I saw it and they said, you can't do it with wheels, I said to Sarah, let's build a hovercraft. Oh, my gosh. And so I built a fan and I put (gasps) it on on the back of the thing and it didn't move at all. And Sarah's like, "Um, yeah. And Brickman's like, it's not, we're not in like, the Flintstones flew. <laughs> I, like,
2: I love the thought, though.
0: That's such good. See, outside of the box thinking, that's what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's
1: what we love about you yeah, guys. Yeah, I was like, let's totally do something different here. You know, like those, um, it's, and it's probably not a hovercraft anyway, but those boats that you go in to look at crocodiles in the yeah, bayou. Yeah, I know that, what you're
2: talking about. Yeah, in my head and I
1: was like, this is going to go so fast. And it just, just it was so ridiculous. So, yes, yeah, so it wasn't wasn't a great moment for us. But, um, you know, thankfully after that one, I think we went straight into dream home. So we got mm. to redeem ourselves a little
2: bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you guys were absolutely our favourite mums on the show to watch. And I think I'm so, like, proud of how far you guys got. I'm so glad we got to watch you grow on the show. And I'm glad that you guys got paired up in the end. That's such a nice, like, last-minute twist.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for always being supportive. Like every time I listened, I thought, oh, they really got it. And Mm -hmm. you were, you know, you're always really kind about about us and our ideas, you know, it's, I think it was good to see that you don't necessarily have to be the most technically skilled. It's sometimes more about what you come up with and how you go about it. So totally. yeah, yeah, it was really cool.
0: I think we felt all your wins and we felt all your losses as well. We had yeah. the highs and lows <laughs> along with you guys just a few months later. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, I think we're both open books as people and I think you go into that experience and you have to just be yourself, what's in all. Mm. And um, yeah, if I was happy in, about something, I would jump up and down and get excited like you know, seeing Brickman in black and white clearly, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, or um, yeah. if I was sad about something or or stressed, you would see it on my face. And I think it's okay to just be yourself and be a raw human. And mm. yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh thank you so much for joining us today, Fleur. Pass our best wishes on to Sarah. Obviously, I and, um, will.
1: I'm so sorry she wasn't here to join. She's with me in spirit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah she is. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of lego masters deconstructed australia's only and australia's best lego (laughs) masters podcast if you haven't heard much of our other stuff go take a peek we have interviews with pretty much every team that's been on the last two seasons and we also have recaps for all the episodes so if you're doing a little rewatch of the second or third season of the show not the first one but the second or third one you can jump in and listen to our recaps alongside and see if you agree or disagree with us. And also make sure you subscribe because uh, we have still Ryan and Gabby. That's going to come out soon. We haven't recorded it yet, spoiler alert, but it's going to come. <laughs> and then um, we'll be doing some more podcasts for the next season of the show and maybe some other stuff. Who knows? Haven't thought about it yet.
2: Spoiler alert. We are not that organised. <laughs> <laughs> what? Shocking. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at LEGO Masters underscore Deconstructed and on Twitter at LMDThePod. There's cool stuff there. Yeah, no, I would strongly recommend. <laughs> you already did the spiel. No, I did, I did do the spiel. Um,
0: also, Zoe Peck underscore is Zoe's Instagram. Mine is Prentice Swag King. I'm just having to scroll through my Instagram now to see if there's any, like, specific posts that I would recommend you guys take a look at. <laughs> oh, I took a cool photo of the Milky Way. If you scroll back to the 26th oh, of May, yeah? 2020, that's pretty good. Most of it isn't, but that's not a bad photo. I don't mind that one.
2: Um, Mine, mine's not Lego-related In the slightest. I'm very sorry to disappoint. I would love to say, though, Zoe,
0: you do have one of my favourite Instagram bios anywhere, out of anyone. Mm, It's accurate. Do you want to read it out or do you want me to read it out?
2: You can read it out.
0: (laughs) Okay, I've got it in front of me. So Zoe's Instagram bio is... Me holding a drink in various locations, and my favourite part about that is how truthful it is.
2: Right, like that's that's <laughs> what every post is. Like yeah, that's exactly what yeah. you're getting.
0: So, hundred percent, very, very bang on. I'm
2: just being upfront,
0: not misleading, just being honest. <laughs> um, there is one photo that where you are holding sandals. So, um, yeah, that, that's not a drink. That's
2: a, that one's a lie. I'm sorry.
0: But apart from that, it's
2: pretty much a drink in every photo. But it's like ninety-five percent. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so strong recommend on those. Otherwise, sub to the podcast, um, chuck us a follow. I know you already said that bit. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. Bye.